Welcome to the Become New Podcast with John Ortberg, where you find 10-minute teachings Monday through Friday to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. For more resources, check out our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the emails that go along with each video, as well as access our entire library of over 400 videos covering a variety of topics about spiritual life and growth. If you need prayer, please let us know by texting your request to 855-888-0444. We'd love to pray for you. Now here's John. Hey, I'm here with my good friend, Rick. Hey, John. Hey, Rick. How you doing? <laughs> good. And uh, we're looking at sticky wisdom from Dallas Willard, things that Dallas said to try to help us unpack how do we best understand and approach life? And today goes real deep because it has to do with, um, for everybody that's listening, what's my sense of value and how do I mess that up with other people? So I'm going to start with this. I'll read a little bit more, but this will get us into it. Um, all of us have a fear of being ordinary. And here's what Dallas writes. To be ordinary is to be only more of the same. The human being screams against this from its every pore. To be just another one of those is deadening agony for us. Indeed, it actually drives some people to their death. It was never God's intention for anyone. Um, how do you see when you're working with people, Rick, Rick's a psychologist in, in practice, like how they wrestle with that struggle for, am I worthy? Is my life really significant? Oh, uh, one of the authors that I like in the field of psychology is a guy named Yalom. He's not Christian, but he says there's these ultimate concerns that we bring any client who comes in for any reason that they think they're going to be there. Ultimately, if you begin to work uh, on growth, they'll have similar concerns. And one of the cardinal concerns is is meaning and significance. Yep. And Virtually at any age, I would say that, whether you're working with somebody who's sort of moving into retirement or early on, um, just that, that line that you just read about wanting to be extraordinary, wanting to make a contribution, wanting to matter, even in relationship work, wanting to matter to your spouse or to your, your, your kids or yep. your parents. At or work, that and sort of you thing. were talking about yeah. Terrence Wheel and how, how he'll discuss postures that we can take that put us on a wrong track. That's just so helpful. Yeah, there's a book on marriage that he wrote, this new guy, um, on, it's called Us. And he talks about the stance of a healthy self-esteem mm -hmm. is what he calls same as, but that in dealing with the problems of living, that what he sees over and over is that humans um, will either go in two, one of two directions. Uh, shame, which he calls the one-down position where you're, you're self-critical and you're thinking negatively about yourself and I'm a failure and have terrible self-talk and people can be very ruthless about themselves, John, mm -hmm. as you know, uh, on that side. And then the other side, which he thinks gets less attention but should get more attention, is what he calls the one-up position, um, where, and he, he thinks of that as the counter to shame is grandiosity, mm. that we'll think of ourselves as one-up uh, better than kind of comparison. I'm kind of a competitive person. Yep. So I'll, I'll, I'll just see that see, uh, you know, surging in me. And, and in some ways I like to have that kind of notion that I'm not better than others. I'm not worse than others. I'm the same as, so actually it makes me think when you read that, 
Like he's saying that fundamentally we're the same, that it's dangerous and will will leak into shame or grandiosity if we think that we're worse than or we're, we're better than. Yeah, and I was thinking about when you think about that one down position. There's a British comedian, John Cleese. Oh, I love him. Who yeah. wrote a book, How to Irritate People. <laughs> and he talks about how there's some people who will deliberately insult themselves just as a way to get you to say, no, 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 no <laughs> yeah, you're just wonderful. Oh, that's so good. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So even the shame thing can be like at some level. Cagey. Yeah. Uh, I can I can do that sort of thing, but be kind of manipulative with it because yeah. there's a part of me that doesn't really believe it. And at the same time, uh, when I try to take the one-up position, I can remember meeting with Dallas and Jane Willard many, many years ago. And Jane drew a little kind of uh, picture and talked about how you can have the inflated self where oh. I think I'm doing great. I, I really think I'm extraordinary and wonderful, but that's easily punctured. And then I become the deflated self where I just feel empty and hollow. And um, both of those are so different than being a self that is secure by being loved by God. Well, that's... Good psychology on Dallas and Jane's part yeah. all those years ago. Well, she's That's, a therapist. Yeah, I know. She's a therapist. And he is a psychologist, really, yeah. when you think about it. So, John, I'm curious. So if healthy if, – if Terrence Real is right, if, right, if healthy self-esteem is being the same as, how do you talk about it in – light of the ordinary that yeah. what Dallas is talking about, that nobody wants to be ordinary, everyone yeah. wants to be extraordinary. So this is from the divine conspiracy. And uh, this is one of those statements that we will try to look at to unpack and live with that I think is worth uh, tattooing on your brain or your mind, Dallas would say. Yeah. The obviously well-kept secret of the ordinary is that it is made to be a receptacle of the divine, a place where the life of God flows. The obviously well-kept secret of the ordinary. And then he goes on to write about how, um, apart from the creator, and God never intended us to look at reality, especially people apart from the creator, the ordinary truly is so ordinary and commonplace, it's of little interest or value. No atom by itself radiates solar power, but everything is connected. Everything is connected. And the reason that everything is connected is that everything was made by God and is loved by God and valued and prized by God. And that's why everything has a remarkable worth. You know, the old definition of justice is to treat a thing according to its value, to treat a thing according to its worth. Yeah. And ultimately, if there is a God and God has created everything, um, then uh, everything is supremely of interest to him and supremely valued because it has bestowed worth because he made it and he loves it. And that's true, especially of people. And so what that means is um, uh, that I am ordinary. I don't have to make myself extraordinary. If I'm trying to make myself extraordinary by being smarter or more attractive or stronger. The grandiosity option. That's grandiosity. Yeah. And, and there, um, it's always comparative, it seems like. Yes. And I'm always trying yeah. to make myself more that way. Whereas if I can just receive it, uh, I'm of the same worth as everybody, but I'm not the same as anybody. You're not the same as anybody. You have 
Richard Allen Blackman-ish qualities about you that nobody else has. So there's uniquenesses and differences, obviously, to John Ortberg and Rick Blackman. Or yeah. John Ortberg and Nancy Ortberg. So there's a way in which we're the same yeah. as everybody, that we're, uh, we're all human. But there's a way in which you are different from everybody, and that difference about you is precious to God. Um, but part of what happens when we get it right is then as I walk through the day today, I don't have to compare myself or my intelligence or success or anything else to any other person. And if I can let go of worrying about that with me, then I can actually look at you and see what's remarkable, unique, wonderful about you. How can I prize that? And that's such a better way to live. Hey, there's Mrs. Blackman. Good morning, Sherry. Hey, there's my wife. Yes. Oh, she's running away. Now, if Nancy was here, she would horn in on it. That's exactly right. She would come over here with some really clever, lippy thing to say. But not Mrs. No, Blackman. that strikes me, what you just said, that when you're going now, even through this day, yeah. to think about, that's been so useful to me, am I taking a comparative look at, at my relationships and as I'm going through the day, or am I, you know, thinking more in a reality base? I'm not better, yeah. I'm not special, I'm not worse, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not lower than either. I'm the same in that respect, even as I appreciate the I love that. So today, take a deep breath right now, get ready as you meet with people. I will not be one up today with anybody. Not the lowest person. So I will not be one down today, not with anybody. Not the most impressive, wealthiest person. Uh, I will simply be one more. And and really what this moves to and Dallas writes about it is the notion of the incarnation. What Jesus teaches us is the word became flesh. God is somehow present and that's what makes things alive and pulsing with beauty and worth. The ordinary was meant to be the receptacle of the divine. The so ordinary for, is extraordinary. It yeah. is extraordinary. Yeah. So look for that today. Look for it in creation. Look for it in this moment. Look for it in your own body. But especially in the lives of people that you see. Yes. I love you. See you next time.